And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I got a few questions for you. Do the holidays drive you crazy? Do you also see people around you scrambling, shoving, pushing, and losing their minds over seemingly little things? And do you feel like if you have to go to one more holiday party, one more Christmas performance, or one more gift exchange, you're going to scream? Let's talk about that today. Before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know we do because we want to be better. We want to be better for ourselves because it not only impacts our kids, but it impacts their kids to come. And I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you. Not even necessarily when you were a kid. Maybe it's something that happened when you were an adult and somewhat keeps you stuck or trips you up a little bit and keeps you from living your vibrant life. I'd love to be able to teach people how to tame that rascal so that you can thrive. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about 12 ways to get through the holidays. Look, I get it. Some folks are truly in their zone this time of year. They absolutely thrive on shopping, baking, wrapping, and decorating. But I'd also be curious to know what that percentage of people are Because it seems like there's more people grumbling under their breath about how much this time of year drives them bonkers. I don't know if it's more spending more time peopling. Is it the spending of the money? Is it because it's dark because we're in winter? What exactly is it? Is it having to be around family or, you know, all of the food? Whatever it may be. I want you to know that it's not too late to implement the 12 days or 12 ways that I'm going to show you on how to get through the holidays sane. All right, here we go. So get out a pen and paper or record this, save this episode, listen to it over again, however you want to do it. But I want to be able to help you get through the holidays is sanely as possible. Number one, and believe me, I know where we are here in December, we're not, this isn't uh, something that can't be fixed or it's too late because I'm already deep diving into this. No, you can implement this now to get you through the end of the year. Number one, plan in advance. How do you want your holiday to feel? I know that's weird, right? But we We know what we want it to be or think it should be or, you know, sometimes we have an expectation. But do we ever talk about how we want it to feel? We know how we don't want it to feel. And we can just rattle off a list of how I don't want it to be. But what what if we turn that around to what do I want it to feel like? And how do I focus on that? Scheduling your week out ahead of time to ensure you're not overextending yourself is key. Leave space in your schedule for unexpected things that may pop up. And let's be honest, they do pop up, right? Number two, be mindful for goodness sake. Set a budget. Write out all the costs 
so you can stay on track. Look, there's a reason we tell you to that the experts will say, make a grocery list before you go to the store. You know, there's the reason we have calendars so we can track when our bills are due. There's reasons for all of these things. And setting a budget for your holidays is definitely going to help you stay sane, especially come the new year when any bills start rolling in, you're like getting a headache and sweating over how you're going to pay those. Don't put yourself through that. This also includes your emotional budget as well. Be mindful of where you're spending your emotional time. And if your return on emotional investment is benefiting you, right? It can't just be you always pouring out. There's there's an ebb and a flow. There's, there's a, a yin and a yang. There's a balance of giving and receiving. And, and it's... It's our jobs to be mindful of how much we're emotionally sending out and how much we're willing to emotionally receive as an investment. And what kind of an emotional investment? Are we looking to bring more stress into our life or more peace? Number three, stock up on sanity savers. Make a list of self-care treatments that help you stay calm, relaxed, and more peaceful. Look, this time of year gets kind of busy and extra things start happening. And so some of the things that kind of go to the wayside is self-care. And if we're not being mindful of that and not keeping that as part of our everyday living, then, then we start to tax our own sanity. So be mindful and Keep that list of the self-care treatments, look at it, check it off, make sure that you're doing it. Number four, reel in expectations. Repeat after me here. There is no such thing as a perfect holiday. For those that just feel like it's got to be perfect and you put so much stress on yourself, I need you to repeat this over and over again, there is no such thing as a perfect holiday. Gifts may get lost. Someone might say something inappropriate. Some of the food might get cold before dinner. Someone may cancel last minute. And the thing is, it's all okay. It really comes down to your emotional capacity to handle when these things come up. They will come up. This is everyday life just kind of on steroids because we're in the holiday season, right? Every day you get up and you go to work in a normal season, that's not holidays, and you just don't know if you're going to get a red light. You don't know if there's going to be an accident or a traffic or something. You don't know if that's the day you're going to go out there and you get a flat tire. And so you're your, your way of handling that or responding to that has a very big impact on how you're going to get through the rest of your day. So reel in those expectations through this holiday season. Pace yourself, baby, and realize that it's all going to be okay if you allow it to all be okay. Number five, say yes Say yes to the things you truly want to participate in and say no to the things that drain your energy. Saying yes to things you don't want to get 
stressed out about, depressed about, anxious about, resentment about, and a whole lot of no fun. These are the things that you don't want in your life. So why say yes to the things that generate those kinds of things in your life? Number six, keep a meltdown journal. It's the holidays and we're still kind of rocking and rolling with this crazy last couple of years. You know, we just got through a primary election season, which building up to that just seemed like utter madness to me of how much attention and focus people are putting into things they have absolutely no control over. We're also going into the season of cold and flu, and we maybe haven't had those things per se over the last couple of years because we've been so focused on COVID, and now, you know, we're having normal cold and flu season come, and those can be things that are unsettling. And... And then on top of that, maybe you're eating more than you normally would eat because, again, it's the holidays. So there's a fair chance of some meltdown moments happening. Am I right? Well, let's just be honest. There's sometimes when we just lose our shit. I know I have, and I, you know, I'm probably not exempt from it ever happening again down the road. But it's having that ability to write it down that helps get it out of your head. For me, it's much easier to write it down or type it out in the notes on my phone or on, you know, a Word document on my computer. Not necessarily to keep it and store it and look back on it, but more or less to process it out of my head and get it out of there. And it also keeps me from just spewing these thoughts on somebody else, a friend or a family member, just for the sake of getting it out of my head. But then that word vomit up onto them, you know, it's not really fair to them either. So writing it all down helps get it out. It can also help you recognize patterns of how you react to certain situations. Were you hungry? Were you tired? Were you feeling lonely? Were you stressed out just before the meltdown occurred? Take note of that. After you've all written it all out and got the thought out of your head, then kind of look at it from more of an observer spot and say, okay, what was happening just before this that kind of led up to this moment? Number seven, keep your healthy habits. Being mindful of your food too much holiday cheer and sugar can add to the heightened stress levels, causing heightened anxiety, depression, and mental and emotional fatigue. Also be mindful of your sleep schedule. Lack of sleep can create brain fog, irritability, and our inability to make rational decisions. Be sure and carve out time for physical movement which will help you with those excess holiday treats, help you with sleep, and definitely help clear up the foggy brain. Best way to get through is feed your mind. Motivational, inspirational, read something, 30 minutes. If you're not a reader, then I'm going to encourage you to listen to podcasts like this or listen to other motivational type things that help feed your brain. Thoughts that are more beneficial to you and 30 minutes of physical movement a day take a walk take a stroll take 
go to the gym, pick up a yoga class, do dance, whatever it may be, get up and move. Number eight, throw guilt out the door. Because of everything that's gone on, you know, this year here we've had also raising gas prices, all of our food and other supplies have increased in cost, inflation. We've also maybe not received raises or getting back to work. We're still trying to catch up from the years before. It can be too much. You may be feeling off for the holidays or maybe even feeling guilty because you can't get the kids what you want. Maybe you're going through a separation or a divorce and it's going to be the first time you're not quote-unquote together as a family and that's going to create a different experience and atmosphere whatever it may be know that you're doing your best it's also a great opportunity to remember what really matters is it only about the gifts what gifts could you be teaching your children about thriving emotionally through difficult times Those are the gifts we can give them that will last a lifetime. Our mindset of how we're handling things. Because you know what? Life isn't always a bed of roses. Life isn't always about winning. Life isn't always about how great and awesome we're doing. Sometimes life can be challenging. And sometimes situations can be really hard. And... Learning how to navigate those emotionally really sets us up for how things will be in the future for us. So if it's something new for you, this is the year to not feel so guilty for not being able to do things the way you may have wanted to do them before. Number nine, own your inner Grinch. If you're feeling cranky because it seems like you're always giving more than you're receiving or vice versa, then call a truce on personal gift giving. I know I did this with my family a few years ago. We limit to getting a little something for the kids, but no longer for the adults. For in all honesty, there's nothing we really need that we could not get for ourselves. Spending time with another, one another, enjoying each other's company far outweighs the stress of gift giving. Now look, I understand that for some folks, this is their love language. This is what makes them feel good. And this brings us back to number eight, throwing guilt out the door. Sometimes people are going to get you things unexpectedly and you may have not thought to get them anything. Why do we put so much pressure and guilt and shame on ourselves for not just being thankful that somebody did something kind for us? Not that you don't do something kind for them, but sometimes it means so much to the person giving the gift that our guilt or shame or embarrassment can kind of take the wind out of that person's sales to do that. I know like for my sister-in-law, her love language, and I have a cousin that's the same way too, they absolutely 
love, 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 love decorating their homes and just decking it all out and and having us over, you know, to enjoy that. They put so much time and attention into that and we really do appreciate it. But for many of us, that's not our thing. But we really do appreciate that that's important to them and how much they enjoy doing that. Find out what your thing is. Know if if your love language is quality time, then spend quality time with people. Let them know, hey, you know what, this this would mean a lot to me if we could just spend some time hanging out, watching a movie, playing a game, maybe just having a cup of coffee together, whatever it may be. If we did a better job of communicating those things with one another, it might lift our spirits to maybe not be so cranky or you know, distraught or like, it's that time of year again. We could get through it in a different fashion. Number 10, break up with tradition. If you're not doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome, I'm sorry, if you're doing the same thing, this is Albert Einstein, right? If you do the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different outcome, you're going to feel nuttier than a fruitcake. Why do we do this to ourselves? Maybe, just maybe, this is the year you're struggling and in the past, you just suffered through. Maybe this year, you reach for help. You reach for support. With, you know, people still being so far apart, maybe it's still tough to travel because of the fees, it costs too much for gas or flights or whatever it may be, you know, maybe we spend it with our friends. Maybe maybe we have a special someone in our circle that we can spend it with and, and make something new online. Look, last year we had, in the last two years, we all got real comfortable I'd say not we all, a majority of us got comfortable with the whole Zoom thing, FaceTime thing, come in a way to connect with one another. And there's no shame in it if this year that's how we do it. Again, it's about what is a priority to you. Sometimes our traditions, we may not be able to do them in the same fashion that we used to do. For instance, this year... My family, uh, my family lives in Arizona. Uh, We lost my aunt. She passed away a week before Thanksgiving, unexpectedly. And so normally holiday traditions would be, you know, being together as a family. Now that's definitely brings a shift to things. I have another friend, her father just passed away too, and that definitely brings a shift to traditions in the family. And and that's okay. You know, it's okay to create a new tradition with maintaining the memory of who that person was to you and you know, bringing their memory with you into a new experience. There's nothing to say that things have to remain the same, especially if they don't work, especially if they bring you too much stress, especially if they do you more mental and emotional harm 
stop that. It's time to create a new tradition for yourself. Number 11, don't play in any reindeer games. In the old classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie, Rudolph was teased for being different and it made him feel bad about himself. The same concept happens today, but I want to point it out from a different perspective. People like to share their celebrations, their wins, their achievements, their joy on social media. And these shares can be triggering for someone who doesn't feel their life represents the same. Give yourself permission to disengage from social media if seeing people's holiday pictures are going to be triggering. Find other ways to spend your day. Maybe it's connecting with others. Maybe it's journaling. Definitely physical movement. Maybe it's helping others. Maybe it's reading or listening to uplifting messages. Dancing. Shake that booty literally changes your mood. I just don't want you to go down that rabbit hole of seeing things that maybe are not happening in your life right at this moment. You know, I can tell you from my own personal self, after um, going through a breakup, the last thing I wanted to do was watch any of those cheesy holiday movies because why? You know, it's always how the people fall in love and it's, you know, romantic and beautiful and all the things that you're not feeling in your own life at that moment. I can watch them now and truly appreciate them and and get all giddy about them and the feel goods, but I can tell you when I'm not in the right mindset, those things only add to that not right mindset. So be mindful of that and don't get caught up in the game of feeding your mind the things that aren't helping you. Number 12, greatest gift of all, gratitude. Make it a daily practice to feel grateful first thing in the morning and again before you go to sleep at night. These current conditions, whatever they may be, will pass. And in the meantime, it's our responsibility to be kind, loving, and compassionate to ourselves and to remember to reach out for support if need be. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we're in that place of not feeling well or maybe not where we think our life should be or even if we're mourning the loss of those that have passed, it's important to extend gratitude to our daily living. It's like feeding yourself. It's like giving yourself water. Do you want to give yourself something that's nutritious and fulfilling? Or are you just going to give yourself some empty calories or empty food that will not sustain you? Gratitude is sustainable. So waking up in the morning, first thing you say is thank you. You know, I'm grateful because I have this bed. I'm grateful, you know, for me, it's because I have my coffee. Whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be anything grand. But the more that we extend gratitude as opposed to grumbling, 
the better our days will be and feel. As we wrap up this episode, please remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and make memories that will make you smile for a lifetime. If you were to look out five years in the future and you were looking back towards this year, 2022, and the holiday season in particular, because that's what we're talking about, how will you look at that? What will that look like to you? How will it make you feel? And when you answer those questions from five years out, then I want you to use that information to create this season for the way that you want it to be. If you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra help along the way, I'm going to encourage you to share this episode and podcast. I'm also going to encourage you to subscribe to it so you get notifications each week when a different topic is dropped to help you get through the week. And if you would like to get in touch with me and if there's something I can help you with, I'm going to give you some ways that you can contact me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.